Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis, the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho, and Sean, our co-host, Sean Rooney, our uh, Canyon County director for FCA. Sean, it's great to have you in the studio here with us this morning. Great to be here again, Ken. Love it. Well, folks, we're excited this morning. We get to uh, visit this morning with the the brand new uh, head coach, head baseball coach at Northwest Nazarene, Joe Schaefer. Joe, it's great to have you in the in on the program this morning. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Well, we're excited to hear about what God's been doing in your life and how He's brought you here to Idaho and to Nampa. Uh, but. Uh, in, here in just a, a, a minute, but we also want to talk about um, uh, a, a big event, folks, that you don't want to miss um, coming up uh, in, in association in conjunction with the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, and um, which is that the bowl game is actually Friday, December 21st, and uh, I think this is the 21st year of having this bowl, wow. and uh, it's pretty exciting, cold weather site and on the blue turf. But we have our FCA uh, bowl breakfast the day before the famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA breakfast, and this year we've got uh, a, a great speaker. Every year we have God's blessed us with some great speakers. Uh, hush on. Yep. This year we've got a great one. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about our speaker this year? <clears throat> yeah, uh, the speaker has a decent, uh, some decent accolades in the football <laughs> world. Uh, he happens to be an NFL Hall of Famer, Heisman Trophy winner. Um, and it goes on and on. Played for the Oakland Raiders and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, and that is wide receiver Tim Brown. It's going to be awesome. You bet. Played at Notre Dame, and uh, just an exciting player. First wide receiver to ever win the Heisman, and so we're excited. So, folks, if you're interested or if you've attended in the past, you can get more information at fcaidaho.org, and you can register there and get more information about Tim and, and the event. So that's Thursday, December 20th at 730 at the Boise Center in downtown Boise. Well, uh, Joe, it's great to have you on the air. We're, we're so glad to, to have you here in Idaho and have you here at NNU. So you moved up here from, from California, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, about three, uh, gosh, almost three months ago. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was excited. Um, Joe and I happened to be not know each other really well prior to this, but super like close to each other um, in proximity in kind of uh, growing up and – I'm I'm kind of partial to having a, a baseball coach in the studio tonight uh, to, this morning, so uh, I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, so Joe uh, Joe and I actually played the same junior college, Saddleback Community College in Mission Viejo, and then he went on to play two years at Point Loma, and then went straight into coaching. Uh, coached as an assistant coach there for five years, and then ten years as the head coach. And actually, I think it was either at the end of his assistant coaching um, or. Um, beginning of head coaching is we had a conversation the other day that actually we had a conversation about me recruiting me to go to Point Loma. That's right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I told him that it was one of one of the most memorable conversations. I mean, I, I was, he was a super humble coach that I sensed that you really had a genuine care for me as a player and kind of, I didn't feel pressure or anything like that. And I remember hanging up the phone going, man, I guess I could see myself at Point Loma just based on a conversation I had with you. So, um, 
But now you're here in Idaho. Holy cow. <laughs> so tell us tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, life that led up to like Saddleback and then into Point Loma and here in Idaho. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I grew up in Anaheim, uh, California, in the heart of Orange County. Uh, played at a uh, really, really good high school uh, for sports. It was a private all-boys Catholic school. I grew up Catholic, actually. Um, but, uh, we, yeah, we had a great team uh, my senior year. I uh, had plenty of opportunities to play college baseball, a few Division One schools back east, a few Ivy League schools. Uh, but like every Orange County kid, you think it's UCLA or Cal State Fullerton or nowhere <laughs> else. And so uh, I ended up going to junior college for a couple years. Um, which was my first experience kind of on my own, even though it was only about 40 minutes away from my house. But, um, you know, I, I had roommates lived off campus and never went to class ever. I mean, you know, I just thought (laughs) I was smart enough to get by and play baseball and pass my classes. And, um, and so did well, did, did very well on the baseball field, but, Ended up uh, not being Division One eligible out of Saddleback because I didn't have all the units because I hadn't passed a certain number of classes. And so um, it was humbling in a way because, you know, there were schools that I could have gone to, but I wasn't eligible uh, for those opportunities. And and, um, but, you know, big picture wise, you know, once you get done playing college baseball and you look back, you could see, you know, it was God's plan the whole way uh, to get me to Point Loma. Um, which was the absolute best fit for me. Um, so I yeah, ended up going to Point Loma, which was an NAI school at the time. Um, played two years there, um, was pretty much injury plagued most of my two years there. Mm-hmm. You know, I joked, uh, Jay Johnson, who was the assistant coach then, he's now the head coach at University of Arizona. Um, we got a, a great relationship. I was the first guy he ever recruited because he was a young assistant coach at the time. Uh, and I joke with him all the time. That guy was probably the the most expensive player to never play at Point Loma. Um, but it was good. I mean, it was a learning experience for me, you know, having to battle through injuries my senior year. I think, you know, I, I ended up having a fracture in my elbow. So I didn't even, I think I played maybe 10 games or 15 mm, games wow. or something. But um, but it was, you know, having to see the game from that from from the sideline pretty much for the first time. Uh, was, you know, again, humbling for me, but learning, a big learning experience for me. Um, helped me kind of uh, see what it's like to be a coach in a way, um, because that was kind of the role I had to take on. And um, But in regards to coaching, I mean, I honestly had no intention whatsoever to become a baseball coach. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. I just kind of thought I'd play forever. I mean, I think most baseball guys just think that's what they're going to do for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I graduated with a degree in theology. Uh, not sure what I was going to do with it, really. Um, thought maybe I could, you know, get into sports ministry or something along those lines, but I had no clue. I just thought I was going to play baseball. Um, so uh, graduation comes, you know, there's no opportunity beyond college to play, um, you know, and and I run into uh, my coach at the time from Point Loma at church, and he asked if I want to just come out and help out and volunteer. And so did that for a year, um, and we ended up going to the World Series that year. That was in 2004, and we had a really good team. And um, and it was, I mean, it was just the whole coaching side of the game became contagious for me. And, and it was, I could sense that this is what I want to do. Mm. Um, wow. and so I got into grad school right away and, um, 
you know, got basically promoted into a paid position the following year. Um, and, um, that was in 2005. Jay Johnson was now the head coach at Point Loma at that time. Um, and then 2006 comes around, Jay ends up leaving, going over to University of San Diego, just down the freeway. And, um, and, you know, we were all kind of like, you know, now what? And, uh, Carol Land, who was the AD at, at Point Loma at the time, um, called me into the office and, and said he wanted to basically, uh, leave the program to myself and the other assistant coach at the time, whose name was Jack Northam. Um, and so they kind of named Jack as the head coach and, and I was the head assistant and kind of did all the administrative stuff and got to really learn that side of, of coaching the off field stuff, um, which is, you know, nowadays about 90% of coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Including so, landscape management. Yeah, and, exactly. <laughs> you know, grass really well. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Plain grass. <laughs> Yeah, so we did that, you know, that kind of that that um, dynamic for about three years, and then uh, summer of two thousand eight, Coach Land basically said, "Okay, you know, I think you're ready." I had my master's at that time. I was now teaching classes there, and and uh, he kind of turned the program over to me, and um, that was the rest is history. Wow. So, looking back at those years, you're injured. You know, that that probably had some a lot of development as you were sitting there observing, you, you got to watch a lot of games, didn't you? Instead of participating, that probably laid a lot of groundwork in terms of putting that desire as a coach. Oh it? yeah, for sure. I think the biggest adjustment for me too, is I was a very, I don't know, my wife calls it passionate, but I'm sure that's just a very nice way of saying I was kind of a jerk when I played. I mean, I was just, you know, I was aggressive. I got angry very easily, you know, when, when things didn't go well. I mean, I, I showed my emotion, you know, um, bad body language guy, big time, but having to be on the sideline, um, and, and not being a, like in the game or a part of the game and being able to impact the game was, you know, that was a frustrating part and, a, and the part I had to learn the most from, um, and you know, and, and it translates into your coaching because in a lot of ways, I mean, it's, you're in the same spot. You're just, you're kind of on the sideline and the players are, they're playing. Um, so for me, it was, it was kind of learning how to manage my emotions a little bit better and, and understand that, you know, now as a coach, you know, um, your, your body language affects the team quite a bit uh -huh. and how you react to adversity and whatnot. So, um, I think that was the biggest thing I had to learn. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I've noticed, I've noticed it. I had no idea based on what I've seen of you as a head coach. So I get to, I get to help assistant coach with the team. And so I've gotten to know Joe on the field a little bit. And I never would have guessed that you were an emotional train wreck as a player because you're so, I, th I feel like you just carry uh, yourself really well on the field. I th feel like there's a great um, sense of poise and confidence. And I wouldn't take it to the extent of where you're a laid back coach. Um, because I think that that has a total different effect. Um, but I, I, I like the way, um, you present yourself on the field. So I never would have guessed. Uh, I appreciate it. But, um, tell us about like, so as you wrestled through injury, um, and kind of transition here, um, what about your faith, you know, faith in the Lord? And you told us you grew up Catholic, but obviously, I mean, you're attending Christian church now. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, details. absolutely. Um, you know, I grew up Catholic, but both my parents, you know, grew up Catholic. Um, it was kind of just what you do, I guess, you know, I mean, we weren't real, um, 
devout in our faith, I guess. Um, you know, we went to mass every Sunday, but that was about the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was in probably seventh or eighth grade, and my dad's dad passed away. My mom's mom passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recognized that the two of them kind of became a lot more serious about their faith and, and you know, what happens after death. And, um, and I think that stirred something up in my parents to, to where my mom, I, I remember vividly, it was eighth grade. Um, it was around Mother's Day when my mom decided we're not going to go to, to Catholic Church anymore. We want to go to, at that time, we went to Calvary Chapel uh, in Anaheim. Um, and my parents still go there to this day, but mm. um, it was just a whole new experience to me, you know, just hearing hearing the Bible taught, hearing about grace mm-hmm. um, and God's love, and, and um, it was just, it, it seemed like an entirely new message, you know, even though I'd been going to Catholic school and had been taking religion classes mm-hmm. and whatnot, but um, it was just different. Um, and so I, I would say in junior high is when it, it I really could sense the Lord on a personal level, um, you know, and, and I was a believer my whole life. There's, there's no question about that, but, um, you know, I think that was kind of a pivotal moment for me. Um, just, just hearing God's grace taught, you know, and, and from a, a very biblical perspective and, um, it was kind of transforming. Um, and then when I got to Point Loma, uh, as a 20 year old and for the first time having to make the decision of, you know, I'm on my own. Am I going to go to church? Is this what I'm going to do for the, you know, I'm a grown up now. Like mm-hmm. this is who I am. Yeah. So, um, you know, we found a church down in San Diego called The Rock, which is kind of a big church. Pastor Miles McPherson, former San Diego Charger, um, just an unbelievably gifted speaker. First time we went to church there, I was just, just captivated. But um, that was the first time that worship really had an impact in my life. You know, I mean, you don't, you don't worship much in the Catholic church. Even our Calvary chapel was just a very small church. You know, there wasn't the impact of, of worship didn't really hit me until I got to the rock. Um, and now having, having that kind of impact along with the message, um, you know, that's, that's what really transformed me and sent me on my path in terms of, you know, how I was going to be professing my faith into my sport and as a coach mm-hmm. and everything else. Wow. I know with Miles McPherson, we, uh, we've tried to get him actually up here to be our speaker at the oh, Bull nice. Breakfast, you know, and, and uh, so I know he's been up here a couple of times in Boise to speak at a couple of events. So, well, folks, if you're just joining us right now, we're visiting this morning here on Heart of the Athlete with the new head baseball coach at NNU uh, in Nampa, uh, Joe Schaefer. And, uh, and, and Joe, you know, being a Christian and being in college there at Point Loma, dealing with injuries how did how did the lord help you navigate those times because i know you know oftentimes you know you don't even have to be an athlete but there's there's injuries or challenges that get in our way uh whatever whatever we might be doing in life and so how did the lord help you get through those times because i know as athletes we get defined by being that that player or being that position and those kinds of things and so how did the lord help you with that yeah. You know, I think he placed a lot of very important people in my life to help me kind of, I guess, learn and cope in a lot of ways. Um, you know, our athletic trainer at Point Loma, Susan Gans, was unbelievable influence um, in, in that capacity. I mean, we had to spend a lot of time together over my two years at Point Loma. So, you know, she had a big impact. Um, 
you know, really growing up, I, I hadn't played for a lot of Christian coaches. I played for a lot of really good baseball coaches, but nobody that really uh, was very outspoken about their faith or incorporated it into, um, you know, our daily lives as baseball players. Um, but a lot of the relationships I developed with other coaches on campus at Point Loma, uh, I mean, they all had a, a significant impact and, and, um, you know, the Lord was able to teach me quite a bit. Um, you know, I think, you know, in Romans, you know, Paul talks about n- no height, height or depth or anything can separate us from the love that is Christ Jesus. And for me, that was, I think that was the biggest impact in my life is just understanding like this is this is all just temporal stuff pretty much like i mean i can't be i can't be defined by my wins and losses or my results on the field like it doesn't really matter in the in the big scope of things mm-hmm. like god loves me either way and nothing's going to change that um no matter what and so i just i don't know it helped as a coach it it really eases your your mind it allows you to just relax and just um really engage on the field with the players and uh, not be so result driven, um, but just be more relational with the guys and understand that um, if we don't win, it's not going to be the end of the world. Like God still loves us, and all is good. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's so many times just being human, we compartmentalize maybe our spiritual life, our our faith in Christ. You know, that's this, and we separate that sometimes from what we do. That's so cool to hear that the coaches that that you were around at Point Loma Nazarene weren't doing that. And they were, they were modeling that for you. And then you were able to catch that. And so that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and two, so I'm excited about another, um, show that we'll do in the future. And that's, that's Joe's wife, Cheryl. So <laughs> tell us too, when, when did you and Cheryl meet? By the way, she's a stud softball player at Point Loma and then went on to coach has a great coaching career. And, so, but when did you guys meet? Powerhouse shortstops is what she just told us the other day, <laughs> just a few minutes ago. So, yeah, what, tell us a little bit about your guys' story, how you met, and yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it crazy, crazy way God works. Um, Cheryl, I have two younger sisters. Um, my middle sister Kelly, uh, well, both of my younger sisters were softball players, but uh, Kelly and Cheryl actually played on the same team together. Um, I think Cheryl's freshman year of college, somewhere around there. Um, so my sister knew who Cheryl was. My parents knew who Cheryl was. I had no idea who Cheryl was. But um, when I went to Point Loma uh, or made the decision I was going to go to Point Loma, that was one of the first things my dad told me was make sure you go find Cheryl. You know, she's a good one. Go go say hi and introduce yourself and whatnot. Thanks, and uh, yeah, I was like, that's great. I mean, I, I had a girlfriend at the time and he oh, didn't wow. even – whatever he didn't care he he knew what was best so um yeah i think it was probably within the first month or two of of school at point loma when i met her for the first time and you know introduced myself and um and yeah i mean i ended up breaking up with my girlfriend um and started dating cheryl i think it was probably in november so what three months into school and wow um yeah and we dated for two years got engaged got married and here we are, 13 years later with three awesome little boys. And um, yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Pretty much an arranged marriage from dad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's what I'm going to do with my kids. <laughs> well, it's great to have you up here, Joe. I know we've got a few minutes left here. So God's brought you here to Idaho from San Diego. 
and uh, where we have four seasons. I know you guys kind of have some seasons down there, <laughs> but tell us about that. You know, God bringing you up here. What was that like? And mm-hmm. and for you being, you know, God leading you here. Um, we we're just excited to hear about that and uh, excited to have you up here. But tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, San Diego is amazing. Um, the weather's unbelievable. Um, there's plenty to do. Uh, and as a 21-year-old, I don't think there was any other place on earth I w- would have rather have been. Um, and even, you know, five or six years ago, uh, you know, I think I probably would have told you this is where we're going to be the rest of our lives. But um, I'd say about three years ago, um, you know, God really just started putting it on our hearts. Like, you know, we got to go somewhere else. Um, you know, for one, it's just, it's very expensive. Uh, it's crowded. Um, and, you know, Cheryl was working full time and, you know, we have three kids. I mean, she was a coach at the time too, coaching at university of San Diego and, um, you know, trying to, trying to balance the life of a coach and three kids Mm -hmm. and an hour commute, you know, and, and it was just, it was hard and it wasn't the way life was supposed to be, you know, that's just what we were sensing. And so we prayed, I mean, for the last three years, we were praying that God would just, uh, either change our circumstances in San Diego or just open up a door for us to be somewhere that, you know, we're supposed to be. Um, and there were a few other opportunities over the last couple of years, but nothing that we really felt called to. Um, and, you know, ironically enough, I mean, uh, about three years ago, we kind of identified that, that NNU would be like, gosh, that would be the perfect fit. You know, mm-hmm. it would be another wow. faith-based school. Uh, it'd be in a, in a beautiful part of the country that, you know, we'd, we'd be really excited about living and small community where we could really have that, um, you know, we could know our, our friends at church. I mean, we could hang out with people that we know, like, uh, you just stuff you don't get in San Diego. So, um, but I mean, I didn't think this job would ever open up. I mean, but you know, it's where God wanted us. So, um, when the opportunity opened, uh, we jumped all over it and here we are. Well, I know just a little time I've got to, to know you. We're just excited about having you here and, and I'm an NNU alum, Russell there. And, and so I know Sean is now helping you out on the coaching staff there. So we're excited. Well, it's been great to have you on the air this morning. I just feel like it'd be great to just pray for you right now as you uh, embarking on your your first year, first season at NNU. So Father God, we just thank you, Lord, so much for Joe and bringing him and his family here to NNU. And uh, God, we ask that you would just bless it, uh, just as coaching, the influence that you've... that you have on him, Lord, over these athletes. And we're just excited to see what you're going to do, Lord, here at NNU with the baseball program and and with Joe at the helm and and leading this program, Father. So we just give all this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, uh, Joe, thanks for taking the time to be here. uh, And uh, it's been great to visit with you. And like Sean said, we'll have to get your your wife Cheryl in here oh, down the road it. and it'd be fun to get you back in and talk yeah. about the season you know maybe in the in the spring sometime I know things get really busy then so I don't know maybe it'll be after the season oh, it'd but uh, it'd be it'd be good and maybe we get a few more of your players in here too so that'd be cool well uh, folks if you're interested in getting more involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes or if you're in- interested in getting some more info on the FCA Bowl Breakfast coming up uh, Thursday December 20th you can get that at fcaidaho.org so, Sean, it's been great to have you in the studio co-hosting this morning. Love being here with you, Ken. It's awesome. And, Joe, thanks for being on the air and taking the time to be here this morning. You bet. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You